Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for another episode of The Rundown. That's right, RFR Rundown. This is where we talk about the most pressing, the the highest profile, best stories within Raider Nation every single week. And I don't do this show alone. I do it with my best friend in the whole world, and he is Swag Jeff. Yeah, yeah. What's up, my brother? What's up, Swago? Man. Did you have a good week? Uh, yeah, yeah, doing a whole lot of nothing quarantine, buddy. <laughs> Quarantining, man. Yeah, man. But you are essential service, and so thank you for going to work every day. Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's my pleasure. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Good. I'm just doing, doing my part for America. There you go. Hey, America. America. We got to do it, man. We well, gotta yeah. Do it. That's right. So, uh, yeah, those of you that are in essential service, uh, those of you that are even in much more consequential business, consequential businesses than what Swag and I do, thank you so much for what you're doing. All of you frontline workers, uh, healthcare, uh, you know, first responders, all of you, man, the absolute real life heroes and rock stars. So, thank yes, you all so yes. much. Yes, and everyone that owns a sewing machine that's making masks. Yes, thank like your you. wife, like my wife. My wife is a saint, and she has made like. A hundred plus masks for people. Oh, that's so yeah, awesome, Yeah, man. she's pumping right them out. And yeah, and so is a lot of other people. I see a lot of people doing their part, chipping in for the people that do have to go to work every day. So thank you. 
Thank you. Absolutely. Right on. Well, hey, so speaking of uh, of uh, of rock stars around here. So, you know, I started yes. this show now, once upon a time. It was a Madden show and you can hear the whole history of uh, of Raiders fan radio on the last episode of the Raider Cody podcast. Hey, um, then where I kind of tell the story of Merce fan cave and this whole RFR thing. But anyways, it started with my cousin, Sonny. So, uh, Sonny, you got to meet this last year um, yes. when we went to the Raider game together. And uh, Sonny, uh, although he's not much in the Raiders podcast game, still does a podcast every week uh, in, in his current field of work, which is drug and alcohol addictions uh, as a counselor. And, uh, and so anyway, so, but Sonny doesn't do Raiders podcasting. But every once in a while, we'll hear from Cousin Sonny. Absolutely. And he's going to join us tonight on the rundown. So I'm going to yes. hit the button here, and we're going to call Cousin Sonny and bring him in here for the rundown. This is the riveting part of the radio show. We're calling people. Here we go. Welcome in 95.5. Smooth south of the 70s. Nick Water dripping off Ron Burgundy's back on a cool San Diego net. What's uh, going on? Am I caller seven? You are caller six nine, bro. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Sonny? <laughs> Not much, boy. What's going on, man? Good to have you here. We just gave you the uh, the, the proper intro here for the RFR rundown, and I uh, look forward to catching up with you, man. Raider Nation, uh, you know, we get asked about you all the time still about what Sonny think about this, what Sonny think about that, and so we're gonna get your uh, we're gonna get your opinion on some on some hot Raider topics in here. Hot Raider topics. Let's go. All right, let's do it. So let's just jump right into it from the get, Sonny. The NFL announced their All Decade team. For the 2000s, so or excuse me, for the 2010s, which I hate that there's not like a cool way to refer to these decades anymore. I liked it when it used to be the 60s or the 70s or the 80s. Right. How do you do? Yeah, how do you find the 2010s? The I, it's just the 10s, right? I guess the new 10s. I don't know, but anyway, so they released the the all decade team for the 2010s. So Sonny and Jeff, we'll start with Sonny though. Sonny, how many Raiders do you think made the all decade team? Okay, but that's a trick question. How many original Raiders or how many people that passed through the Raiders? Because it's a different category all of itself. All right, then let's start with just had worn the uniform. Just to have worn the uniform? Yes. Well, Randy Moss probably made it. Uh, Marshall Lynch probably made it. Trying to think of anybody else that passed through. Two, I would say two at least. Two guaranteed, those two guys. Two at least. All right, Swago, what do you think? Uh, Khalil Max on that list. Uh, oh yeah, I I forgot about him, Sweat. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. He's on the list. Uh, I would say Charles Woodson's probably on that list. Okay. All right. You you guys are not far off. Okay. All right. So here's what we got. There are three Raiders now. So Sonny, to to clarify uh, 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 on your kind of your standard there, there are two guys that were more pass throughs, and then there was one guy. That was uh, an, an oh 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 oh, Tony Brown. No, I didn't. Even, <laughs> but I and you know what? We Shame don't say, we don't say those words. Yeah, on this so that, show, that makes Sonny. it that makes it oh, four. Sorry. I didn't mean to cuss. Well, well, how can you say Khalil Mack but you can't say Antonio Brown? Khalil Mack did the Raiders worst, if you ask me. Well, but Khalil Mack actually was a Raider. Antonio Brown just showed up for a training camp one time and pissed everybody off. So all right, and so cost you, me money. <laughs> hey, hey, but which is more Raiders thing to do, Antonio Brown? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Screw that guy. All right, so here's what we got. So we got Antonio Brown uh, on offense and then and then Marshawn. Those are your two guys on offense. And I would say, 
Marshawn out of the pass throughs was the most Raider yeah, of, yeah, of, yeah, of any of these guys. So you got there, you nailed Khalil Mack uh, as an, as an outside linebacker, he goes in. All right. So there's your three that are on offense and defense, but here's my favorite one. They also gave out special teams, all decade teams. So the, the kickers and the punters, any guess on who Sonny would be on that list that would war had worn silver and black. Well, Leckler. There you go. Boom. Jane Leckler. There you go. Absolutely. The the going to be the second punter in the NFL Hall of Fame that uh, that's wore a, Ra- a Raider jersey. So so pretty cool stuff there. No big surprise. Like not a lot of Raidery things going on there uh, because it's been a long time. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been rough. I, I I am surprised that that uh, that Charles Woodson isn't on that list though. Well, it's the 2010s, right? So like. I mean, yeah. he was a defensive player of the year in there in the early part of the decade, but then really kind of struggled his latter years in Green Bay. And then when he came to the Raiders, he switched to safety. And although he played great for us, uh, you know, he wasn't like an all pro. I don't sure. think. Yeah, you're right. Was he, was he an all pro? I don't even remember. Do you, Sonny? No, but that was like a swan song, you know. Woodson did his damage when he was first with the Raiders. By the time he came back, it was like just cool to see him back. You know, it wasn't like he was out there doing too great. But I, I want to say he made all pro one year, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, I feel like he did. I feel like you're, you're right. There probably was an all-pro season in there. It felt like him and Carr went or something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Because remember for the longest time, it was like it was like Leckler and Janikowski. Or, and, and then occasionally <laughs> dude, Marcel Reese dude, would show up. Do you remember, Josh? I don't know if you remember this. Remember they were doing a Madden vote cover for the, for the Madden cover, and uh, they had to pick all-pros? And when it came to the Raiders, it was like Leckler and, and, uh, and Janikowski versus, <laughs> like, you know, Every, everybody's running back and wide receiver and quarterback oh, yeah. and stuff. It yeah. was just like, ah, oh, this is pathetic. It was like Calvin Johnson and Leckler. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, man. Hey, Woodson made the Pro Bowl in 2015 for the Rivers. All Five right, years. there you go. Good call, good call. All right, next up, so we got another story here. Uh, we're gonna let's get into the uh, to the uh, the Raiders themselves, uh, and in terms of the logistics of the new stadium. So, uh, Sonny, have you seen the pictures here lately of Allegiant Stadium? It's looking gorgeous. They got the flyovers going on and all that. Have you seen that? Yeah, I haven't seen it in the last twenty six minutes. But if anything's <laughs> changed since then, I know they just completed the roof. I think of yesterday. And uh, I'm just wondering if the thing's going to open with this coronavirus thing. Yeah, it's kind of funky. So the Raiders are preparing for a delay there. So Swago, if the Raiders have a delay in in the construction because of the virus, because they're not able to finish the interiors of it, because you figure, like as Sonny mentioned, they got the roof on. So now they're at the portion where they're doing like the concession stands and the offices and the bathrooms. And you got a bunch of dudes in there, you know, hanging drywall like you can't be in that that close proximity to one another yes so it might add some like significant delays now so if that's the case uh the raiders have some options in order to well should even we'll see how preseason looks to begin with but what are some of the things that are on the table for the raiders should the construction delays uh, come into effect yeah well we talked about it last week because there was at one time an option for there be to, for there to be another last ride in oakland yeah, there was supposed to be maybe a chance of one more. Well, they've shut that down. They've shut all all things down in Alameda. They're done there, done in Oakland, and now uh, there are options for them to play in Salt Lake City, uh, Phoenix, San Diego. I know. I think last year we talked about if the Oakland thing didn't work out last year, they might play some games in Birmingham, which would be pretty epic because that's <laughs> close to you and me. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so there's there's other options. They could go play at a at a beat up Qualcomm Stadium or something <laughs> like that. Sonny, which one is the most raidery out of those? Well, I thought there was an Paso option too. I read that yesterday. A what option? 
playing El Paso. Oh, oh. really? No, okay. I hadn't seen that. Yeah, I read that yesterday. Uh, the most rated option, the most rated option would be to play at Qualcomm and just shove it to the freaking Nomad Chargers and ha- fill out the stadium. Something the Chargers can never do. That'd be the most rated thing to do. But but I mean I don't know. It's it's too hard to predict in the future. Salt Lake City that makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, El Paso would be kind of cool. Um, but it just sucks that we're still talking about this, man. Like, how many freaking years do we got to still going, where the Raiders going to play next year? Like, we finally got this beautiful stadium, and then the coronavirus hits, right? Like, even the coronavirus is against the Raiders. Like, you freaking get your break. <laughs> Freak day, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, we just, we can't have nice things. No. Never can like, have what nice are the odds? Oh, when has anything ever shut down football like this? Give me a break. Oh, I know, right? Let, let alone the yeah. world, but I mean, the biggest, most marketed sporting league in the, you know, obviously, maybe not the world, but certainly our country. And uh, yeah, man, it's ground to a halt. And so, uh, of course, so the, the, the closest thing uh, in terms of the calendar is the draft, right? So it's, it's shut down the draft, which really sucks. Again, the whole world's against us because it was going to be in Las Vegas. It was going to be a super Raider-centric draft. We, everybody was making plans. It was going to be an absolute beautiful event. But this happens, and so not only did the fan portion of it, uh, as for, uh, in terms of our attendance, get shut down, but really everything's going to be done virtually now because people can't leave their freaking houses, and if it's not fair for one team, it's not going to be fair for any team. So if you have the, the, the New York teams that are under stricter guidelines than the Texas teams or whoever else, well, they're going to have to follow the guidelines of the New York teams because everyone has to be held to the exact same standard. So in terms of the way the draft is going to be done this year, it's going to look a lot different. Um, we're going to have Roger Goodell announcing the first round picks from his freaking house. And so, uh, so Swaggo, what do you got on that as far as how we're going to kick this yeah, thing so, off? Yeah, so he's going to be in front of a screen, hopefully not in his, uh, you know, in his underwear. But, uh, but <laughs> at least, at least not from, or from the, uh, uh, yeah, from, from the, the waist, waist up. Yeah, from the waist down. Yeah, he, yeah. Sonny, but, you've been known to do a show like that once in a while, haven't you? Oh, like what? With uh, your underwear, where you're just in your, in, in your in your skivvies from the waist down, but then from the that's waist up. That's not the norm. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Hold on. The... I got to change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's standard for you. <laughs> but yeah, but apparently they are going to be, uh, they're going to be uh, putting some virtual fans uh, like behind him or uh, or as a backdrop or something like that. So every fan can still boo him virtually oh, no. from his own basement. Are they really? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. And so they're, are they, they going to do the national anthem? Yeah, yeah, they're going to do that. Also, uh, they, they haven't announced who they're going to do it yet, and it's, I'm sure some some famous pop star or something like that, they'll do it. But, uh, but yeah, it'll be from his or her house. Hopefully it won't be that Wonder Woman. with the. Did you see her singing? Who? Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. She sings? Yeah, who? well, she sang. The, the girl that plays Wonder Woman, Sonny, she sang on an Instagram thing. She sang like some John Lennon song, and all these other like celebrities join in with her. Like all this, like self righteous. Oh, what, pompous when the celebrities try to relate to us, and they're all stuck at the home in their mansions, and we're stuck at home in our regular houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, highly relatable, right? Will, yeah. like, what does yeah. Will Ferrell know? Like, give me a break. Anyway, so, um, uh, yeah. So hopefully it's not her. Hopefully it'll be somebody cool. 
So in terms of NFL HQ, so each year the NFL's uh, VP of player personnel uh, is basically at the head of the uh, table of the draft. He's on site. He's supervising the mechanics of the draft, um, accepts, confirms trades. He's kind of like the guy that everything passes through. Well, that guy's going to be at home too. So that's going to be really interesting on how the connectivity works to get, because a lot of this stuff comes down to the wire, right? So it's going to be very interesting how connected all the teams are and how this stuff kind of funnels through uh through the vp play, uh, of player personnel so that the draftees themselves will be in their homes clearly as the rest of us will be um and you know one of the funner scenes of a draft for players that aren't in attendance is you see them like with housefuls of people right their families and friends and everybody's getting together it's a big celebration and a big party and they don't get to do any of that this year. You know, they're gonna have they're gonna be asked to be limited to only six people uh, in the house or basically on camera. Um, and the and the league is really limiting to like fifty eight players that they're even gonna 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 feature. Um, Sonny, what do you think? How? Obviously, this is one of the biggest, you know, culminations of moments for these kids as they're and I call them kids, young men that are starting their NFL career. Is someone that's kind of an expert on like, you know, behavioral health and all that kind of stuff. What does that mean? Can it still mean the same moment to them? Like, how does that, how, is it the experience or is it just the fact that they're getting drafted period? Or is there going to be any kind of a, I mean, cause it feels like everyone's giving up something and these guys have worked their the entire lives for this moment. It's like, are they going to, is it still going to have the same resonance? Do you think? Uh, I think it's kind of like uh, a kid graduating high school right now. You know, he's going to graduate high school, but the actual experience of walking across the stage, getting handed his diploma, hearing people cheer for him, that culmination effect is going to be gone. And I think it's going to happen for a lot of you guys who are drafted, and we're experiencing that. You know, I think a lot of people across the country are experiencing that. With The human element has been taken out of the equation for a lot, for a lot of us. So, so I'm working as a counselor. I'm calling people every day. I'm having conversations with people. A couple things are happening. One... I am far more drained at the end of the day because I'm not getting the 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 uh, the human aspect of my day. So so you know it's hard to be you know on the phone all day talking to people. But I think when you're face to face, you get a reward from that. There's a human connection reward you get. I think when you meet with somebody, you feel their vibe, you get their vibe, you get who they are as a person, the smile, the warm vibes, whatever that that comes off of people. We interact with that. Well, people are energy and stuff like that, you know. So you get energized through interaction with people. And when it's all done virtually, that energy is missing. I think. And so for a lot of these guys, I think it's a big disappointment. You know, if you're if you're drafted number one overall. Part of the hype about that is being drafted number one overall in front of everybody and hearing the cheers, hearing the jeers from people and stuff like that. So like when Joe Burrow goes to Cincy, it's going to be kind of boring to a certain degree, you know? Um, and so I think that kind of that kind of thinks a little bit. But that said, they're still going to, you're still going to the league, you're still going to the NFL and stuff like that. So you know, as considered, it's still going to work out the way you had hoped. It's just the actual experience of it is going to be missing, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the, what's the lasting effects? Any? You think it's going to drive guys to motivate them to show, you know, why they were drafted first overall? No, first I, don't, round? I don't think no. there'll be any, any long-lasting stuff from this. I don't, you know, it's not traumatizing, you know. They're right, still going right, to right. and stuff like that. Not even a little I, tea, Sonny? Not even the, t- I mean, the smallest be, of tea? Depends on how they do Depends on how they process it, you know. I mean, two people can go through the same experience. And one has trauma from it, one doesn't. So... You know, it just depends on the person, so to say. That's true. 
And I, th- I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, these guys get drafted and all that stuff. And kind of like what you and I say, Murph, when when you know when we're talking about people that we work with and stuff like that, and sometimes not getting praise all the time. But at the end of the day, okay, just pay me. Just pay me. Yeah. Just pay me. Yeah, I'll do my yeah. job. So you yeah, know, at the yeah. end of the day, you know, you know, I think it'll still be business as usual. I here's, mean, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. here's my biggest question. Who is going to help Willie Brown connect his Zoom call to announce the draft pick for the Raiders? Because I love Willie Brown, but does he have the capability to do that? Sonny, Willie Brown died. Oh. Oh, it's been a long time since I've been on the show. I um, Jeez. I should probably go now. <laughs> you got to take notes, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> we would need some magic power hey, to get hey, hey, you need but to, I did, We just had Easter. But I did read her. <laughs> that was a good joke, though, huh? Stop. But I did read a report about Mayock. Did you guys hear this about Mayock? How Mayock might have the upper hand here because for the last 20 years, this guy has been basically doing his research on draft prospects virtually. And he's gotten used to doing this via conference calls and, and the like where other GMs haven't had this. And so he might have a unique advantage about sizing these people up via Zoom and big conference calls and stuff like that versus other GM. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I love that idea. And in fact, that was one of the, the, the things we were going to talk about is the connectivity about how, you know, each team will have choices. Uh, you know, this, the, you know uh, they're going to have different types of video conferences and whatnot. But yeah, when you hear what Mayock is talking about, about how he's, this is like right in his wheelhouse in, in terms of how he's kind of gone about it historically like when he was you know working for the nfl network and what like this is not that big of a departure for him as it is for some of the other gms that's an absolute uh great point and uh, you know because again the other the other gms aren't going to function in that way what is going to be interesting is like when they get into like trading um you know as i mentioned the the how they're going to pass information uh along to uh, you know to not only other to the to the league itself but other gms um that's going to be pretty wild in terms of how that those you know how that those connections go because you don't have the benefit of you know 19 phone lines running into a facility like you would you know wherever um but but yeah but it it, i'm with you sonny i think overall the raiders are going to have an advantage uh considering mike mayock's track record and jeff anything else on the on that logistics of the draft before we move on next yeah i mean i mean as far as the 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 way picks are actually going to go uh it's going to be the same thing 10 minutes for your first round pick seven for your second and third and five for four and five uh but really the, the biggest factor that i saw in this that that was interesting to me is they're really relying on uh strength of their wife Oh, you're right. Because it would be a major <laughs> bummer if they dropped their service when it was time for them to pick. Can you imagine? In the third dude? round, we saw. So that, at, that, <laughs> at that point, is it just like a fantasy draft and you go on auto draft <laughs> and just grab the best player available? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so next thing you know, we end up with like, you know, a quarterback or something at 19 and be like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's too funny. All right. So uh, a couple more here to get to before we uh before we we close this thing out. Before we go, though, we want to definitely check back check in with you, Sonny, and hear what you've been up to. Um, but uh, you know, so there's a uh, a virtual off-season program that the Raiders have started this week. Um, this is going to be interesting. So, uh, you know, with all the uncertainty and restrictions from freaking the uh, coronavirus, um, they de- the NFL devised a plan to conduct this basically voluntary uh, off-season program 
Uh, it's not. It's going to be you know completely out of the norm from anything that they've ever done uh, historically. But basically, you're talking about connecting players and coaches. Um, you know, you're going to have Zoom meetings. I would assume with your you know your different position groups and whatnot. Uh, the Teams are going to allow for first-year coaches to get a week head start, just like they would in a regular kind of kind of camp situation. Um, and then after that, then they'll, they'll move in, into everybody. So it's looking like middle May swag. Is that what you got for when the Raiders yeah, start? Yeah, yeah, it'd be uh, yeah May fifteenth exactly. So there you so, go. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that, the only thing that's a bummer with this yeah. is that uh, you know the guys that we currently have on the team, you know, they kind of know how things go and all that stuff. But we were very busy in free agency, and I still don't think we're done. But uh, you know, it's it's going to be tough for those guys coming in. Absolutely, yeah, it is going to be tough for them. It's it's uh, there's a lot to learn, right? And that's where you got guys like Witten and uh, guys like that that are going to be good uh, transfers of knowledge. Yes. basically on field coaches. Well, when they're not on the field, then uh, that's definitely going to be uh, be a challenge. All right, so I I know we only got you for a. Uh, a hey, few- hey, but another thing too about that right. is how motivated are you guys to work out at home when no one's watching? I, I don't know, man. You know what? I I would speak for myself. I've actually been pretty motivated. I've, you know, I, I'm obviously, you know, I, I've, I've made going to the gym. As, and listen, I'm no NFL athlete. I'm not trying to oh draw any gosh. kind of comparison here. But what I am saying, though, is that the routine of going and working out has become a very essential part of my life. And now with go somewhere to work out, though. Yeah, but now, now that I can't, now I have a bunch of workout equipment at home. Okay, and, okay. and I'm yeah, I'm still working out as frequently, different workouts, but I'm still working out as frequently. How about you, Jeff? Tell us about yeah, all so your Yeah, so for normal are... people like Sonny and I, we're just sitting around getting fat. <laughs> okay, calm yourself, Jeff. I was on my bike at 5.45 a.m. this morning while you were still dreaming of eating donuts. Oh, uh, yeah. But <laughs> one thing I'm curious about is, you know, a lot of these NFL guys, you know, they kind of let loose a little bit. They have a twink or two in the offseason, and they depend on OTAs and all that to get back in shape and get ready for the NFL season. How many of these guys that maybe struggle with weight or struggle with motivation to work out or only, you know, really kind of hit that gear once around all their teammates, there's hooting and hollering, yelling going on, how many of them are going to struggle and show up to camp maybe out of, you know, out of shape and stuff like that? I think that'll be interesting to see how that plays out as well. I agree with you, and I think that interesting too is that I think depending on what the offseason looks like, quality of play we've already seen quality of play kind of suffer with the new rules in the CBA where they can't yeah, you know, practice yeah. nearly as much. So we're, we're, we're going to see a, a, an issue with quality of play, probably going to see an issue with injuries yep. because they're not going to be able to train like they normally would, like what you're saying, Sonny. They're not going to have the, you know, the world's best trainers uh, that they're working with day in, day out. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think that we're going to see um, definitely some ramifications of this, even if they're – because one way or the other, it sounds like they're going to play. Even if they play to an empty stadium, uh, they're going to play. Sonny, let me ask you this. Swago and I were just talking before the show about how – it feels as a football fan, as much as we love going to the games, there's almost an equal enjoyable experience watching the games on HD at home. Uh, oh, 100%, 100%. If, so if the NFL goes to games in empty stadiums, does that affect your viewing at all? My personal viewing? Yeah. Uh, no, because you know, you're still going to watch it. Uh, I just, again, you know, it's all wonder at this point, but... How amped are you to get get up for a game and you're not in front of people and stuff, you know? And how much fourth quarter comeback have come because of the fans' involvement in the stadiums and stuff? And how many of those would have happened or wouldn't have happened if the fans were removed, you know? And so 
Uh, I just wonder how, how an empty stadium is going to alter the actual play and gameplay and get up and the juice running through players, uh, players' veins and stuff like that, you know? Well, I don't know. The Chargers have been playing in front of empty stadiums for years. So, I mean, <laughs> and look what's happened to them. <laughs> look what's happened to them. Yeah. But, yeah, but I'm with you. It's, you know, the dynamic's definitely going to be way different. The good news is that it's going to be equal for, for everybody. Everyone's under the same circumstances. Uh, but as far as like. Well, actually, no, it's false. The Chargers have gotten used to it, bro. The Chargers are going to have to end. <laughs> yeah. This might be their year, bro. This is going to be their year. year. Phillip Rivers is taking the Colts <laughs> to the freaking to the Super Bowl this year because he's totally used to playing in front of nobody. Uh, but, but yeah, like, you know. Nine kids. Just like the nine kids in tow. He's got the biggest audience in there. There go. Yeah, if he's allowed to bring family, he's going to break the freaking uh, social distancing rules just by having his family attend the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we were talking about, you know, like, I think back to, like, the games this last year, Sonny, where it was, like, the Thursday night game uh, against the Chargers. Uh, speaking of them, you know, we're, we're picking off Phillip Rivers, we're pick sixes. Like, I was telling Jeff, like, I had just as much fun on my couch texting back and forth with you guys. Everyone's yes. we're sending pictures of what we're drinking and what everybody's hanging out. And they're like, and, like, I, it, was, it was still communal. Like, it was still fun. And, and like, when you go to a game, even though like all those things you were talking about earlier, the face-to-face Sonny and how important that is and getting to see our old friends and people that we only get to see a couple times a year and like reconnecting and like as beautiful as Raider nation is to connect like that. Um, I don't enjoy watching the game nearly as much because there's so much going on that sometimes I feel like I can't lock into what the action is on the field where when I'm at home, it's the complete opposite. I'm totally locked in. Yes. It's the same equivalent as like watching a bar versus watching at your house. The bar is all about the people around you hanging out and having fun, and you're lucky if you remember past the second quarter, right? Whereas home, you get to relax. You're in your 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 uh, radio show attire, and you know enjoy a beverage or two, and enjoy your favorite food. But you get to lock into the game and really dive into the analytics of the game and watch replays and all that kind of stuff, you know. And then you add in the social media element, the group text element, and all that, and so it, you you almost get the best of both worlds. But it's a different experience for sure. And, Honestly, because we only go to one game a year, if we're lucky, um, it's not going to change that much. You know, I was really hoping to go to Vegas this year, and with all my Trump bucks now, was hoping maybe to go to the first <laughs> yeah, game this year. But yeah, but what's going to happen, man? Like it's all what the heck? Crazy. I know, man. The t- it's like you know, so we don't have to be at work, or at least work differently now. Um, it's not hard to get vacation time, at least at least not on my job. And we just got a bunch of free money, and they closed Vegas. Like, damn it! <laughs> all right, like. like crap. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Of all the freaking timing, you know? So, but, uh, hey, well, before we, 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 uh, uh, before we get out of here for the night, though, Sonny, we hadn't talked to you in a long time. Raider Nation loves to hear from you. Tell me about kind of your, uh, before we get into you and what you've been up to, tell us what you think about the Raiders offseason as a whole, free agents, what they look like going into the draft, like all that good stuff. What are you thinking? Well, I just learned out that Willie Brown died, so I'm still <laughs> shocked from that. Jeez. I'm uh, trying to trying to trying to grasp that concept. I met Willie Brown, Josh. You were there, man. I took a picture of you and Willie Brown. You guys I were know. like, you why, get- why didn't you tell me? Tell me, past no, kidding. Hey, but uh, honestly, this off season, we, we we loaded up on a couple different areas. I'm excited about the defense, but the most excited thing that happened is bringing in Mario. because the problem is Carr has not been challenged in my mind. Carr has had the job. He hasn't really had to try. It's been his team, blah, 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 blah. And I like Derek Carr. You know, seemed like a nice guy. But he needs to be encouraged a little bit. And I think bringing in Mariota, 
This is now his second team. I watched Mariota all through college in Oregon, and all that he did was win. He was a stud. And so I don't know if it was the Tennessee fit thing. Say, I mean, using your backyard, so you can probably speak better than that. I'm sure you guys have already hashed this over and over. But I just love the fact that they brought in not just a backup quarterback, but a guy with a name, a guy that can, I think, push Eric Carr and hopefully finally have some real competition at the quarterback spot. Because honestly, something needs to happen. If he wins a playoff game or Carr needs to go. And uh, something needs to happen there. So that's what I'm most excited about to be guys. Right on. Yeah, we've had a lot of, in fact, Swaggo and I have caught some heat on social media and whatnot because we've talked so much about it. And, yes. you know, people have accused us of being Mariota honks and like, oh, you guys are rooting for him because you live in Tennessee. And, I, and it's not the case at all. The case at all of, of it is that I agree with you, Sonny, that Derek Carr needs to be pushed. And and because yes. we all need that at times. And when you, you yeah. know, people find, you know, the. I understand he's a professional athlete. I understand he pulls $25 million a year. I get it that he's got all the motivating factors he should need, but the bottom line though is that he's still a freaking human being, and we can all find complacency in things that we do, and sometimes we need things to help motivate us, and having somebody right behind you wanting your damn job, don't you think that that mm-hmm. will drive him? I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and to us, it doesn't matter if it was Marcus Mariota or Case freaking Keenum, the whole idea of just having somebody there to help... Pro- you know, motivate and drive Derek to hopefully return to 2016 version of Derek Carr. What's wrong with that? Like, that's not There's nothing hating, wrong with that. Right? No. Nothing wrong with that at all. And, and honestly, that's how you should be a Raiders fan. You should be rooting for the best possible person on the field. The person is irrelevant. You want the best person on the field. The name, the name of the person is irrelevant. You want the best player on the field in that position. If it's Mariota, great. Then Mariota is my favorite quarterback in the league. If it's Carr, great. Then Carr is still my favorite quarterback in the league. But the Carr needed to be pushed in, in a positive direction. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, I know we're uh, about out of time with you. So uh, before we let you run, Sonny, give us, uh, give us an update, man. What have you been up to? Right now, I'm mourning the loss of Willie Brown. I, I'm still baffled by that. Um, outside of, of that, which I can't even wrap my mind around anything else right now, I discovered Trulies. I didn't know Trulies were so good. Uh, Mango Lemonade is the best one so far. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we're having another kid, and I found that out two months before uh, a certain surgery to prevent me from having kids, so that, that's exciting. And uh, took our counseling program online. That's been uh, pretty entertaining. If you want to follow that, look up BRS Studios on Instagram. And uh, still making music for kids, still making a lot of beats and stuff like that, and kids will come in. We're making a bunch of music there, mostly it's rap music and stuff like that. I'm kind of the white Dr. Dre of the mental health beat-making world. Oh, nice. That world's pretty pretty small, but (laughs) that's who I am in that realm, so it's kind of fun. It's like uh, you and, like, three other dudes. Well, I'm the only one so far, but I oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Me and my buddy TJ, we do a podcast called the Fringe Youth Worker Podcast, where we talk a lot about working with fringe kids in the society of, of, of you know the fringes of society and just how it is, how hard it is to connect with them and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, man, just keeping busy and loving life. Stuff. Awesome, man. We appreciate you. And uh, so, yeah, it's BRS Studios. Check that out. And then also check out the Fringe Youth Worker Podcast. And, hey, uh, tell Swago what you did with uh, with the gaming, man. This is pretty innovative. So in this time when we're, you know, we're still all looking for ways to stay connected. And thank goodness we have technology uh, at our disposal. But, you know, you're working with, with at-risk kids. You're working with kids that are, um, that are having substance abuse challenges and domestic challenges. And, and you're still wanting to maintain that connection. Tell Swago what you did with the, with the whole gaming aspect of it. It's pretty cool. 
Oh, yeah. So basically, two, two parts. One, I, I took the beat making program online, so now we'll connect um, via online video conference, and so uh, I'll make beats for them. they listen to them live, and we'll kind of have like an impromptu you know, uh, studio session live. So I did that, and they basically took that and did that with the game as well. And so, so I'll call a kid up uh, on the phone, and we'll, we'll play games. We'll play like, you know, Fortnite, the common game play, or some sports games, and we'll do our session while we're playing a game. And so, nice. so, you know, Josh, me, and you have had numerous deep conversations when we're playing Madden together and stuff like that, you know? And so Absolutely. That took that, that concept and applied that with these kids, and, and at a time, like, all the POs are struggling to connect with them. The kids are calling us up saying, hey, well, we want a game, we want to talk, on game and talk. And, and now it's just about connection and, and reaching out to these kids because, you know, half the problem is growing up in this day and age with technology, the ability to create your own fun is, is decreasing amongst the younger generation. And so we're trying to help them create their own fun and uh, learn how to do that and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been, it's been really successful and That's really fun. so cool. And, I, yeah, I got to go love right that. now. I got a session at 4 o'clock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal, man. Well, hey, it was good catching up with you, Sonny. Uh, I know Raider Nation loves to hear from you, and uh, we'll definitely shout those 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 uh, those things out. Appreciate you doing the Lord's work, man, and uh, staying connected during this time. Hey, appreciate you having me on. Shout out, to Bobby Wasabi. What's up, bro? Peace. <laughs> All right, there he is. There's Cousin Sonny. Uh, always good to catch up with him. Raider Nation, appreciate you checking in with us. Uh, so Swago and I are uh, are going to do some fun stuff coming up this week for the draft. So you won't, yes. you won't have an RFR proper uh, this Wednesday. I mean, tonight we are, which yeah. is, which is uh, the 15th of April. Yeah, the day before the draft, there will not be an RFR live, but we're going to blow it out the next day on the mojo uh pod show network and we're doing uh this show live that morning yes yeah yes, so tell absolutely. raider nation what we're doing so this will be on the 23rd this will be wednesday the 23rd the day of the draft thursday the 23rd that's what i'm that's what i said what did i say you said wednesday that's what i that's i said thursday yeah you said thursday yeah thursday 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 the 23rd when you roll out of bed in the morning and you got your coffee America, go to the YouTubes. Yeah, the day's going to be started right because you can sip coffee with Murph and Swag Jeff and talk about how amped up we are for the draft. Absolutely. We're going to go live on, uh, on YouTube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. Uh, go check us out there that morning, and uh, we're going to talk kind of – we'll keep a real loose format. We're just going to kind of talk through – kind of some players and you know conceptually what we'd like to see the team do yeah maybe some like i said some of who our favorites might be throughout it and uh really just kind of kick off the whole draft experience because that's what we'd have done if we'd have been there we'd have got up in the morning and you know started walking around vegas and started like kind of got the ball rolling uh so unfortunately since we're not we can't do that uh in real life we're going to do it virtually so please join us youtube.com slash murph's fan cave that's m-u-r-f-s fan cave and then that night swago tell them what we're doing yeah we're gonna be uh joining up with uh with mojo and uh raider dave from the grimy podcast we're all gonna be on the mojo pod show youtube network and we are gonna live draft it it's gonna be so fun it's gonna be so fun we're gonna be partaking in our favorite beverages and uh commenting on you know how much we hate the first 11 picks <laughs> and then we're just gonna be cheering and hollering for 12 and 19 that's right our new favorite players yeah, our yeah. two new favorite players. Yeah, and you'll be already buying their jerseys, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The only guy that's going to get jerseys as quick or quicker than the two guys getting drafted will be Swag Jeff. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, well, I might get it before since it's all going to be remote. 
They're not oh, going to have yeah. their jersey. It'll probably oh, be a, yeah, huh? you know, five to seven business day shipping. I'm going to get mine expedited. You're be hammering NFLshop.com. Oh, uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, you will. All right, well, appreciate you joining us for tonight's RFR Rundown. You can check us out every single week when we do this show. And appreciate Jeff uh, uh, joining us in. Appreciate Cousin Sonny. Swaggo, you got any parting words? Go Raiders. Can't wait for the draft. Let's do this thing. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.